1: But so yeah, Elton John fucked up my commute home. By the way, I'm very
0: upset one, about that. One, two, three. We're back. Oh. I made a detour out of the game when I was hustling crack. Made a couple of dollars, made a little bit of change. Never looked back. You can find me at the shooting range practicing busting gats. Wanna vocal booth? and this new deal. Busting raps with some gold on my body, off my body, off colours Rossi. I'm sloppy. I treat my luxury scraper like a Bugatti. Lottie, daddy, she like to party off Molly. Bacardi, let it, get naughty. Not gonna give any context to that because we're back.
1: It. Doing the you Big 12 preview show, the conference that we both thought was going to fucking die at this point last season. Yeah, what a wild turn of events. I'm shocked. It's. Did you ever play The Sims growing up? I actually never did, no. So there's a, I didn't play much either, but I've watched some videos on it. And there's like, when a Sims dies, the Grim Reaper comes, and you can plead with the Grim Reaper to spare the Sim. And sometimes they will, like you can have one of the other Sims do it. And sometimes the Grim Reaper will spare them, and I feel like that's what's going on with the Big Twelve. Fair enough. Fair enough. It, it, it's insane. So so far, we've talked about Elton John and the Sims. It's great. great.
2: I mean, we're off to a flying start this
1: podcast. Yeah, I mean, we just got to bring up how Brian Kelly fucking killed a kid, and then we're golden. We've hit our quota for w- weird shit to talk about Brian Kelly. We just did. So brilliant. We're, we're three, for three. We got already. that one. We got that one out of the way. We don't even in have to minute. talk about it later. We got it in one minute, Kevin. That's That has to be a record. If we can get, we have to progressively drop that in earlier and earlier. Oh, I so I didn't, I didn't tell you what I'm trying to decide if I want to do. What? Uh, so on my flight to Ireland in a couple weeks, I kind of, because I have every episode still saved on this laptop,
0: mm-hmm. I kind
1: of want to find some intro music, just an instrumental, and redo our intro. Awesome. And the intro might include, and Brian Kelly fucking killed a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we'll put it at the very beginning so that way we don't have to bring it up, even though I probably still will. Yes. Find a way. Speaking of getting murdered, that's an inappropriate segue that I probably yeah, should have <laughs> <really>. made. <laughs> that's but it's rough. fine. Georgia, hot off of a national championship giving their coach a 10-year, $112.5 million contract, is getting murdered in their own state for recruiting. Uh, I'm just going to run down the top six for you right now. Caleb Downs, safety, five-star, University of Alabama. Justin Haynes, running back, four-star, University of Alabama. Haynes's father also went to Georgia, by the way. Oof, that one's Vic, insane. Yeah, they were pissed. Uh, like Vic said, Burley. Four-star defensive lineman, Clemson. Dylan Lonergan, four-star quarterback, Alabama. Ethan Davis, four-star tight end, Tennessee. Bo Hewley, four-star offensive tackle, Georgia. And then if you keep going, they have three guys in the top ten who are going to their state, or going to their school, out of Georgia. Louisville has a guy from Georgia in the top 10 going to there, going to there. That's nuts. Like how, how coming off a national championship, are you getting beat that badly? Like, I understand those recruits wanting to go to Alabama. Cause like they have the
2: consistency and Georgia, Georgia is good, but like they don't, they don't have the consistent national championships that Alabama does. But I mean, that's, that's rough. That's really rough. To lose that many guys uh, to other schools in in
1: in your own conference, I mean, yeah, and also other schools. First off, in your division, I mean Tennessee, yeah. true, true, a true, guy, true. Yeah. but also if you're expecting to make it back to the college football playoffs, Ohio State also got a guy. You're probably a good chance you will see one of Ohio State or Clemson. How I. I'm just curious what's going through Kirby's head right now.
2: He goes, wow, I just got paid $112.5 million for nothing. That's what's going through his head. <laughs> he goes, yeah. I have just made out like a bandit. That's what's going through his head. He goes, I won a national title. They paid me the
1: bag, and now I'm dipping. <laughs> Is he pulling an Albert Haynesworth? <gasps> he's getting he that fat contract, and then going, ah, sweet! I am set for life. I don't yeah. have to do anything ever again. He is. He's. He is set. Brilliant. Also, was Dan Landing their best recruiter? Probably. I mean, he was there since 2018, offensive or not offensive. I'm an idiot. Outside linebackers coach, and then defensive coordinator 2019, 2021. That that falls in the time range.
2: That's true. It, they didn't see him. They didn't see him as the defensive coordinator, and they're like, you know what? No chance.
1: <laughs> is Oregon about to come back? I mean, they've been winning the big or the Pac-12, but it, are they about to come back? Did they upgrade over Mario Cristobal? We shall see. Very interesting to see how that plays out because that is just hilarious keep in mind listeners that
2: we've had no big 12 conversations so far and we're five minutes and 30 seconds into
1: this thing (laughs) and we're gonna keep it going with that (laughs) speaking of recruiting fuck-ups from from another bucks fan that's his name on twitter june 24th official visit will go down as the worst (laughs) visit weekend in ohio state history what the fuck justice haynes alabama Deron Reed, LSU, John Walker, UCF, Olaus Allenin, Bama, Tackett Curtis, USC, Caleb Downs, Bama, Troy Bowles, Georgia. And they did get commitments that weekend from Jason Moore, Melanie Thurman, and Kay and Lee. And the favorite to land, Umi Ozula. First off, if you get a recruitment from a dude named Melanie.
2: Yes, I was just going to say the same thing. I was gonna say the same thing. I was like, "I'm pretty sure that that isn't <laughs> he isn't who he says he is."
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, look, if he can play, he can play. But yeah, right. I think if that's like first. one of if that's one of your highlighted recruits, if their name's Melic, like, every single I'm praying we're think, pronouncing it wrong. I'm, I'm just hoping we are. It's spelled M-E-L-A-N-I-E. It might be Milani, but it's spelled Melanie. I really don't think Milani is any better. No, no, (laughs) but it's a little. Okay. Also, I'm looking for the. Okay. So whoever. I don't even know what's going on with this. What is going on? I I can't find this dude. This is why you don't go off of Twitter. (laughs) I can't find him in the 2023 class. Oh, okay. Never mind. It's Jelani. It's what? Autocorrect. Jelani. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, That's right. better. He's a four-star yeah. tight end. Better than Melanie. Yes. Definitely better than... I mean, like, I have nothing
2: against the name Melody. I just think it's a very interesting choice of name. That's all. I mean, I really can't talk. I have, like, the
1: most Irish name there is. Yeah, but also, it's not... Like, Siobhan. Yeah, or Shafied, Yeah, like. <laughs> but how do you lose out on that many recruits, especially to UCF? Like, Ohio State fans are pissed because they're saying Gus, the Gus bus just gave them a bunch of money to go there, which, look, they're allowing it. So, or they have been allowing it. So, I don't see why that's a big deal. Recruit better. Get pay your money the, up. Pay them the bag. That's all I got to say. Like I'm sorry, little Ohio State doesn't have enough money to buy a recruit, for, and UCF does. C'est la vie. Uh, it's and still no Big Twelve talk. Uh, and we're gonna stay with that theme Eight with this and fifty seconds. I think last week we didn't get into. Uh, oh yeah, for uh, an ACC hour. talk. Yeah, we it, it took us a while to get. Indeed. Uh. But this week's Who's the Idiot? Brought to you by Yeats. Head over to yeatsofficial.com. Promo code TAILGATE for 10% off your order. Get some great sunglasses that aren't going to break the bank. You're going to look good and have some money in your pocket to take out the girls and guys at the bars who see you and go, oh, I want to go on a date with him. Well, these sunglasses won't break the bank. You're going to look great. Peter Burns, at Peter Burns ESPN, Putting the SEC and the Big Ten in the same class of football conferences is actually pretty disrespectful to the SEC. In the past 15 years, the Big Ten has had a whopping one team win a title, while the SEC has won 11 titles with five different teams. These two are not the same. And you have people in this reply saying the SEC is only Alabama. It's only Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Florida, I have my take on it, but Cannon, I want you said you had some caveats too. You don't completely disagree, but well, I want to hear your take on this.
2: There is a distinct difference in competitiveness between the SEC, which is like way, way up, 50 feet of shit, and then there's everyone else. Okay. And, and I, i agree with him to the extent that if it were to go head to head the sec would win 100 of the time i think or at least 90 at least 90 percent of the time what i have the the caveats i have is on the rare occasions that um ohio state actually i really can't even say rare occasions they do make it into the top four quite a lot so I will give them the benefit of the doubt. When Ohio State makes it in, they do do pretty well up until the point where they play Alabama in the in the CFP. And then they get obliterated and everybody goes, oh, yeah, so they're exactly like every other Big Ten team. There are three, four on a good year Big Ten teams that could compete uh, at at least the lower – class level of the sec so like penn state beat auburn last year that was a big deal it was in state college i was there at the game absolutely electric atmosphere i was shitting myself the entire time um but like we beat an sec team that's that's nothing to gawk at i don't care how good auburn was last year actually they were terrible they barely uh they ran up the score on the first three teams they played it was like 60 to three and then they came to uh, stayed college and actually had to, you know, play, uh, against the defense, which, which I loved. I mean, I was just soaking in the, the moment and everything. But I can't, I, I have to agree with him. The SEC is on a whole different level. I mean, the likes of Georgia, always good, not always winning, you know, the, the, the national championship, but always good. Bama, don't need to talk about them. LSU has their good years every five to six years. Um, You know, Old Miss could easily march into Columbus and beat Ohio State. I I don't think that's a ridiculous thing to say. Um, You know, uh, Texas A&M, always a good, fun, you know, (laughs) let's-go-pirate-ships type atmosphere this year, um, which I know you've been talking about a lot, Kevin. But, yeah, it it is disrespectful to the SEC to put them in the same caliber.
1: I 100% agree. I think it is – disrespectful this is like comparing trent dilfer and tom brady because they both won a super bowl uh it it also <laughs> to your point about how with your caveats like yeah penn state beat auburn penn state finished fourth in their division last year yeah auburn finished second to last in the sec west yeah with and one and fewer and that's wa- what i mean
2: like that's what i mean like the, like uh Big 10 team can go
1: in and beat an SEC team, but it's a once off. Yeah, I, I, my argument is there are no caveats whatsoever. That's fair. The Big 10 last year had five teams that had five or fewer wins Rutgers, Indiana, Illinois, Nebraska, and Northwestern. The SEC won. Vanderbilt, two and 10. And that is. Indiana was 2-10. They were the worst in the Big Ten last year. To find the next worst team, it, it would probably be LSU, maybe. Uh, it's 26.5 points per game, 26.6 allowed. That's the outside of uh, Vanderbilt. That's the worst record. P- worst point differential and record. But it's... And also, it's... It's ridiculous to me. People are going, "Oh, well, if you take away Alabama, LSU, Texas A and M, who haven't even really done that much, Florida, Georgia, like what do you have left?" Well, you have about two thirds of the conference left. A little bit less than a little bit, yeah, a little bit less than two thirds. But there are no caveats to this. There's no comparison to be made between Alabama or not even Alabama, the SEC and the Big Ten or any other conference. The Big Ten is closer to the Big 12 in competitiveness than they are to the SEC. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Within their conference,
2: uh, within their conference, sorry, between the Big 12 and the um, Big Ten, I think they're both relatively on the same par of competitiveness. The SEC is a totally different monster. It's It's the... It's quite literally the Goliath of college football. There's no touching it. There's no going near it. You know, uh, until until Saban dies, it's not going to, you know, be anything less than the best college football uh, conference in the nation.
1: I would say even once Saban, I don't want to say it, but once he is no longer coaching, and I don't think he's going to retire ever, uh, you still have Kirby Smart still pretty young. Lane's going to be there for a while. He's probably going to stick around the SEC. He's found success there, and it's the most successful conference at this point. Completely Uh, forgot about Lane Kevin. to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) My bad, Lane. Josh Hoople is young, relatively young. He had a good first season at Tennessee. He might stick around for a while.
0: Simpler communications.
1: They already tried to fire Brian Harsin after one year by saying he slept with an assistant and his wife was banging the wide receivers coach. So he's probably gone soon. But anyway, I think there's no comparison. And I think it doesn't matter who's at the top of the SEC because it's they're always going to be one through four is going to be better than one through 10 in the Big Ten. Absolutely or 1 through 12. I don't yeah, know. It's, in. Yeah, yeah, it's, I don't. It's, I fucking hate those stupid names. I right. believe me, I know. Also, hot take, I think at, based on last year, the Big 10 is about as competitive as the ACC as well. All right, that one just hurts, Kevin. I think I think Penn State could go in and beat any of the bottom mid to bottom ACC schools. Like Virginia, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, Georgia Tech, Duke, uh, Louisville, Florida State, Boston College, Syracuse. Yeah, I don't. I think Penn State will beat them pretty easily, but Pitt. Wake Forest, Clemson, North Carolina State, Pitt, and Miami. I think will all give Penn State a game and give you a heart attack.
2: Ah, uh, oh, Kevin, Kevin, come on, man. I mean, we we've gone into to Heinz Field in Pittsburgh and literally outshone their own student section. I mean, like,
1: come on, that's. I think when? that's unfair. When two years ago. Are, okay, well, I was said based on last year. Oh, And I'm right, talking about competitiveness of the conference, and I think Pitt would still give them a game. They haven't.
2: Not in the past, like, five, ten years.
1: Okay. No, that's I, not entirely true. That's
2: not entirely true. I, I apologize, Pitt fans. It's not entirely true. You only lost by
1: 20. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I'm not saying I, that all those schools will win. 100%. I'm just saying they will give them a game based on how the conferences and schools look right now.
2: I, I would I would agree with you because Penn State has the awful, especially with Penn State in that case, because Penn State has the awful habit of just when a big game or, or an important winnable game comes up, they tend to choke quite often. And if you don't think that I am sitting in my apartment watching those games Cringing at the screen, you have no idea how, how much of a, an avid fan of college football I am.
1: Yeah, it, it, I don't know how you put up with it. I can barely handle one close game. I mean, you, <laughs> yeah, you sort of had to deal with me last season more so than season in the past. Before yeah, that, yeah. you think like, I would complain a bit, but last season, every week. This score should be close, or shouldn't be as close. as Alabama yeah. should be blowing up. <laughs> was, Kevin, they're up by bad. thirty at halftime. Yeah, bad. they should be up by forty. I remember our high school graduation was during the Iron Bowl last year. That's right. I was standing in the corner watching it on my phone. I yeah, I remember that. I had people I have not spoken to in six years at that point come up to me to make sure I was okay. Yeah, I,
2: I do remember that. I kept asking you about this score, and, and I could just see Kevin's face. is just red, just like flushed with blood, terrified of the next play. It was great. It was so much fun. God, it,
1: it was terrible. <laughs> for you, maybe. It was great for yeah, everyone it was, else. Okay, it sure, was great buddy. for you up until Alabama won. I don't even care about that. I just like Oh, no, I just mean because then I was like, all right, fuck you guys, Alabama. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember um, Shannon, who is on Slapshot Sweethearts. I don't know if they're coming back. They stopped making episodes. I don't know if they're going to. Posted something because she's an Auburn master student. She posted something about like, oh, check up on at Belly Up Kev. Auburn's winning. Oh, check up on Belly Up Kev. There's 13 seconds left, and Alabama's down, and then nothing. <laughs> Nothing. And then I just posted one of her stories to my story with. went, yeah, you sure about that? And she was not happy with me. I bet. But I brought up the ACC partially to see Karen's head explode. Partially because we, we're going to talk one more thing, non-Big 12 ACC preseason media polls. I don't care about the rankings. I'm just going to go through who each like media member, how many votes they got to win their division. Atlantic, Clemson, 111 first-place votes. NC State, 44 first-place votes. Wake Forest, 6. All of that makes sense for the Atlantic so far. Those were the top three teams. Uh, People expect Clemson to come back. Florida State with 2. I don't think it's going to happen, but I can see the thought process just because of Florida State's history. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. Boston College with one. Yes! (laughs) One good Irish Catholic boy or girl in the media thinks Boston College (laughs) is going to win the Atlantic next year. Uh, Props to you. Well done. Quick anecdote. I, I I went to a Boston College game last year. It was painful. It was Boston College, NC State, and it looked like both teams forgot how to play football after halftime. <laughs> it was imbe- – like, Boston College, it was a close game, and then they got blown out at the end. But it it was painful to watch because uh, I wanted Boston College to win just because Boston. But, yeah, it sucked. Uh, Coastal. The U is back in preseason media polls. Uh, 98 votes for to win the Coastal. Pitt, 38. UNC eighteen. Mm. This is when it gets weird. Like I don't think it'll happen with UNC, but again, they were good recently. Whatever. University of Virginia was six. Mm. Virginia Tech with three. Mm. Georgia Tech with one. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> if there's well, a Boston, the confidence. if there's a Boston College Georgia Tech ACC championship, I would. I would love every minute of that.
2: Oh my God, I I, w- I would tailgate it for three days before. That's that's how much I want that
1: to happen. <laughs> oh, it it'd be beautiful. I would take time off work and make the trip down to I think Charlotte is where their conference championship is and oh, watch if, that
2: game. If it happens, we're going.
1: Perfect. Uh, there's going. that's one of the if that happens, that's one of the two games I want to go to this year that aren't Alabama related. Uh, I also want to go to the Fenway Bowl because I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. All right, Kiernan, since you kept bringing it up, and then I also brought it up, we'll finally move on to the Big 12. Fantastic. (laughs) Only took us 23 minutes. Big 12 media days. Cannon, I understand you have some takes about this. I do. I do. And and let us start
2: with the commissioner, the new commissioner, who takes the the reins in, what, four days time? Three, so. four. Yeah, yeah, four days back. So he takes the reins August 1st. He was interviewed uh, during the media days, and he said, uh, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but he said, uh, we're open for business, uh, I'm bullish about this league, and, uh, you know, we're exploring all possible avenues.
1: Sounds like me at a bar. Yeah, the most vague...
2: Undescript, uncommittal words or sentences, utterances that I've ever heard. One of the major things that the Big 12 has done recently is brought in the likes of Houston, Cincy, Meat University, uh, and there's one more. UCF. UCF, thank you. I was going to say Rice for some reason. I don't know why I was thinking Rice, but anyway. garbage that'd be hilarious yeah that for some reason that popped in my head i think they're going to a different conference anyway irrelevant and like they have done some good things but that really wasn't his doing so you know he can't claim credit for that uh because it was you know he might have been selected as the new commissioner or however you get the position like you know at the same time but he, he like he has nothing to do with it per se but one of the big talking points and this is uh kind of a few months ago that you know the deal fell through was a merger between the pac-12 and the big 12. and if you say you're uh, exploring all possible options then that should still be one of your options not the fact that oh your media rights run out at the you know different times like you can work through media rights you know it's it's yeah it's annoying to have to deal with but you can work through it but that was like the, i feel the most non-committal way of saying i have no idea what i'm doing and i'm just gonna f- hope for the best because i the one thing i feel like with especially in, in you know positions of power like that you have to have a clearly defined set of goals say say these are just a couple of things i thought off the top of my head they are in no particular order or no particular feasibility is uh we're going to invite you know four more teams into the league we're going to get brand new media rights with xyz company and we're going to rival the sec within the next 10 years for national championships granted those are lofty goals i have no doubt in saying or no issue with saying that but then be pragmatic about it you know but per, but privately say hey these are our goals this is a you know this is what we're going to strive for and let's say you only get um you only get two teams or three teams out of the four you wanted fine it's better than what you had uh you know let's say you don't get the 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 you know the most uh affluent tv deal or media deal that's fine you still got a deal you're still relevant uh you know let's say you don't rival the the sec for the most national championships which is a ridiculous assertion just to begin with but have some clearly defined goals don't be you know oh we're working towards this or oh we're working towards that that is the weakest way to approach a commissioner's job go in with goals even if they're ridiculous go in with goals i just i can't understand somebody in in such a high up position being so lackadaisical about their vision for the league and and maybe i you know i didn't hear the whole interview i heard uh i heard like you know a long snippet and i might have missed a question here or there but i just felt like it was completely laissez-faire sort of attitude And I I, I don't get it. I I, I just don't understand it.
1: That's fair. Also, quick point of correction on that. Uh, The teams joining the Big 12 are BYU, Central Florida, Cincinnati, and Houston. Uh Meet Meep University is going to the American. I'm not – that does not invalidate anything you've just said. I'm just pointing it out so people on Twitter don't. Fair enough. More or less. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think that's completely fair. I understand kind of – when he decided to join, or when he accepted the job, things were more stable. Right. Uh He kind of got put in a shit situation because oh he did right absolutely. before. So I think he's kind of like, "What the fuck am I gonna do?" But he can't say that. Right. I know. I so understand. I, I think that's where the non-committal comes from. I think it's like a, I have to say something, but I don't want to say anything too firm that then when it doesn't happen, I get chewed out. No, but here's the thing, I disagree with that. I disagree with that because I think as a
2: commissioner, you should have clear, I, I understand he was put into a terrible situation. I understand like all of this realignment crap is just going on and he hasn't even start. he hasn't sat behind the desk yet. So I understand his dilemma is ridiculously challenging, but I also think that Despite the fact that all of this BS has happened, you should still be committal about what you want to achieve with your conference. Even if you don't achieve it, I would rather you strive for something that's like, you know, ridiculously challenging and get half of it than be non committal about something and get none of it or even all of it. Like, if, if you get, you know, the, you know, oh, we're exploring every possible avenue, oh, we're going to merge. Uh, with the Pac 12 or whatever. Well, it fell through because of media rights. Well, try it again. See what happens, you know, in a year's time or whatever. Like be I would rather you fail at hot at solid objectives than you to be uncommittal about some objectives. I, I maybe that's just me, maybe this is how I'm wired, but that I maybe I'm old school like that, you know, as it were, but that I just I just find that annoying.
1: No, that that's fair. I, I think it would have been better if he came out and had those hard goals, but I also I think I'm also looking at it as a sense like acting like he couldn't do anything related to the job before, which is not true. He could have formulated some kind of plan. Right, and that's what I'm saying. I'm like which is concerning.
2: Yeah. That I think that's that's where I'm I'm going with this is, is the it's not like this is new it's not like this is news to you or you didn't see it coming, is my point maybe maybe that's a better way of of saying it.
1: No, I think what you said was fair and made sense. I think I just kind of was thinking about it differently, but no, yeah, you're right. The, this is concerning. The pack, the Big 12 should probably look for a new commissioner soon. <laughs> but on the topic of
2: other half-assed interviews. I I have a lot of like maybe over the top uh uh Whatever you say, takes on this one, uh, Dave Ar Aranda. I think i was saying that right, Dave, Dave Ar- Aranda. Ar- Dur- Aranda, Aranda. Thank you, Dave Aranda. gave a very uh, you know kind of annoying uh, press conference where he he was talking about his two uh, his two quarterbacks or whatever, and he gave he gave the job to one of them because he was a better uh, passer. But he said in the interview, he said, "Oh, you know, I look at the, um, I look at the person first and then the player." And I go, "Well, then the, your first thing is wrong. You should look at the player first, and if his attitude is a problem, you control that, not the other way around. Like he has to be a good player."
0: It's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love. That's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from Mickey Couture. With hundreds of different styles and sizes of Mickey Couture blankets, you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year. Shop the best deals of the season at MinkyCouture.com.
2: On right out of the gate, like, I know these guys are all good players, and if they don't fit your offense, well, tough shit for the, you know, backup. If he comes in and he learns it and he, and he does well, then great but you look at the player first not the person stop acting like this is some moral high ground you're here to win games and win championships that's it, all you're there for so don't worry about um, don't worry about the ethics of of who gets treated fairly sorry that that came off <laughs> who cares no, about no this? but i
1: understand what you're saying you're not saying like completely ignore what they do off the field like you right. have a Darius Geis. Uh, obviously pay attention to the person too but you're trying to win games. If right. one guy's kind of an asshole, but he's a competitor and he's good with the team, he starts. It, yeah. It's not, uh, if a guy can't throw a 10 yard out, but he's just so nice and has dreamy eyes, who gives a fuck?
2: Yeah. I, I, I just, I don't get it. And and to, to counter that, right? To counter that, the, the head coach, like the, these are all head coach interviews that I was listening to. The head coach of Iowa State, uh, Matt Campbell, came out and was just like, we're gonna win this. I believe we can win this. And I was like, God damn! Why am I? Why am I motivated? I'm some schmuck listening to this podcast on a train. <laughs> you know, what what sort of uh, what sort of skin do I have in the game? But he came out and he was forceful with his with his uh, with his expectations. He goes, We expect to win. We expect to do this. We expect. And, I, and I'm just like. All right, let's go. I'm I'm now Iowa State fan. Like I want to see what you can do. Let's let's get this show on the road. Sort of situation. So, so I, yeah, don't ahead.
1: become too much of an Ohio State fan or an Iowa State fan. That happened to be last year, and I got no, no, <laughs>
2: no. I remember. I remember. I'm just. My point is is my well wishes to Iowa State. I hope they do well. I hope under Matt Campbell that they have success. Uh, I'm after the. After that one press conference, I, I am now motivated than ever But uh, for college football. But I just I think that's a seriously large contrast between Aranda and Campbell going, you know, we, we want to focus on the, the moral character of our players and we want to win. I'm like, that's two very different psychology and very different attitudes to approach the preseason. And I think, I, personally, I think Campbell will do the better job.
1: No, fair. I mean, Aranda did win the Big 12 last year, so clearly he does well, granted, right? I, know, but, I know. But, no, that's, that's not what you want to hear from your head coach. Uh, do you have anything else? Because there's one thing I'm shocked you haven't brought up yet.
2: Uh, no, I don't I don't have anything else specifically, so go on.
1: Brent Venables. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Right. I want most to about it. psychotic moment ever. It, he says, while learning how to be head coach... The fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here. We've been blowing and going. Oh, my sweet Jesus. What? And <laughs> while he said it, he made a motion like putting something in his mouth. What are you doing? What are you doing? Brent, we, we know you come from the Dabo Coaching Green. He says some weird shit, but yeah. he didn't anything that weird. Uh, Jesus, this is some Mike Leach level material. Oh my God. I I, I think this is worse than Mike Leach level because what Mike oh, Leach yeah. says is yeah. funny. It's yeah, weird, it but it's not. Yeah. Talking no, about agree. things being fully inserted in your mouth and blowing and go. I think that I, I didn't have a name for this yet. The name of this episode is going to be Blowing and Going with the Big 12 Preview. Yes,
2: perfect. And let's not forget that Brett Venables was the defense defense coordinator, right? For He's yeah. a defensive guy, at least. Um, yeah. I'm, I am excited to see him try and play defense in the Big 12, which is
1: notorious. I, I honestly feel first. like every year, there's at least one or two plays a game where you're like, oh, shit, do they actually play defense in the Big 12? Like, last oh, year, there yeah. was a pick uh, in an Oklahoma, I think it was Oklahoma, Texas. I know Oklahoma made the pick, it and it was an incredible pick. Dude dove like three yards across his body, came away with a pick on while also it was like 40 to 35 or something. So, yeah, they're defensive plays, but there isn't exactly defense. There are right. 11 men on the field trying to stop the other team, they're oh. just not that successful at
2: it. They're just obstacles more than competitors, really.
1: Yeah, fair, and sometimes they win, but more often than not, they're giving up a big touchdown.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm excited to see what Brett Venables does to the Oklahoma defense. I, uh, like, it's either going to be a complete contra- uh, travesty, or it's going to be the most immaculate defense we've ever seen, and I don't think there's going to be anything
1: in between. Oh no, no way. I, I wouldn't be. Su- I would be kind of surprised, oh. but I wouldn't be surprised if they give up like 50 points a game yeah yeah uh, yeah big 12 is an absolute
2: joke for defense.
1: yeah it's it's bad uh but it's kind of make it
2: that's what kind of makes it fun though because each conference has their like little thing that they're
1: really good at oh 100 percent. it i love watching big 12 football without having any rooting interest in big 12 football absolutely yeah it's great fun if I went to a school or rooted for a team in the Big 12, I would hate every minute of it. Mm-hmm. But because I don't really care about any of the teams, it's it's kind of fun. Yeah, I know.
2: I completely agree. I love watching Texas Tech or, you know, TCU put up, like, you know, 50 points in a game. And it's just like, oh, cool. What's the score? Oh, 50 to 72? Yeah, sure. That seems reasonable. <laughs>
1: Yeah. It's great. Uh, the worst deep, like every team except Baylor and Oklahoma state gave up at least 20 points a game. And if you, in four teams gave up at least 30, uh, Texas tech, Texas and Texas crit or TCU gave up thirties and then Kansas 42.2. Yikes. Which is hilarious to me. And Kansas went 2-10, and, and one of those wins was against Texas, which is fucking awesome. I yeah, he's great. Uh, but speaking of last season, let's just go through this season. Also, I hate how the Big 12 doesn't have conferences. They just do the two best teams, or they don't have divisions.
2: I, I kind of prefer that, to be honest with you.
1: I prefer it in the sense that, like, yeah, if, I don't know. Let's look at the ACC. Uh, The ACC was actually decent for once across the board, but like some years, I feel like in the ACC, it's oh here's Clemson. They're thirteen and zero, going up against like seven and five Miami in the ACC championship. What? Why? Why do we have to watch this? Yeah. But it's fun. It's interesting. But I don't know. I'd rather have divisions. I guess. But who do you have in the top two schools? I guess in the Big Twelve this year because there's no fucking division, so it's hard to break this down. Like, let's go through this division. Let's go through. I'm I'm done complaining about this.
2: Let's Let's also re- uh, remind ourselves that, uh, you know, as of last year, there were
1: ten teams
2: in the Big Twelve, which just makes this whole. N- number convention that much more difficult and annoying stop putting numbers in your I agree with you I'm agreeing with you I I think the big 10 is a stupid name for a conference anyway I digress we're gonna move on I am going to go with uh I'm gonna go with Oklahoma and I'm gonna go with Iowa and the reason that is is because I believe Brett Venables can construct a defense that is worthy of a different conference. And I'm pumped up about Iowa because of Matt Campbell and his speech during media days. Uh, I don't I, I I know Oklahoma only has nine uh, remaining uh, or nine returning players. Excuse me. I, I think I have that right. Is it them or OSU? Anyway. I digress one of the two one of the oklahoma's is nine returning players and i think it's oklahoma anyway um i think those two teams with the combination of uh brett venables and that like kind of coaching staff i think they'll do a good enough job to to win uh i like iowa state because of the mentality of the coach um i think either baylor or oklahoma state one and two last year could easily um upset either of those teams i think it's going to be fairly fairly even between the top four teams of last year going into this year uh given their you know lack of defense
1: Uh, fair i i'm gonna get weird with my pick with my picks kansas jayhawks number one in your number 14 in the country number one in your hearts and number one in the Big Ten – or in the Big 12. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, they should just start calling themselves the Big Ten and make the Big Ten become the Big 12. Yes, I agree. That would be so much fun. Switcheroo. Uh, no. So, the first pick isn't that crazy. I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. Honestly, I I like OAN's own Mike Gundy. I think he's a good coach. Very I true. I think he's an interesting person, but <laughs> I, I think he's I, – I think he has – what I mean, he was there last year. He was one – Last ditch effort play away from winning that came very close. The ball just missed the pylon for the go-ahead touchdown. I think Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy's coming back. They want it more now. They came so close and couldn't do it. And then we're gonna go with Kansas State. Damn right now. Eight and five last year. Kansas has that 07 season where they were number two in the country at one point. They were phenomenal that year. I think it's time for Kansas State. I think it's Kansas State's turn to have some fun in the sun. And it's going to be incredible. I I can't wait. I hope I'm right, at least about Kansas State, because I, I feel kind of bad for them. Uh, also, Kansas State, I think Rattlesnake might have brought this up last year. I forget. Should change his name to the University of Manhattan, because it's in Manhattan, Kansas, and try to get
0: a you bunch of people to apply there by year. accident.
1: I think that's an incredible idea. I I agree. That is actually pretty fun. Uh, So, but the question we're all curious about with the Big 12, though is Texas back? No.
2: They say it, they've said it every year for the past decade, and they haven't been.
1: Yeah. I don't think
2: they've done enough in recruiting this year uh, or for this year to, to make up for that.
1: Yeah, I, I'm curious how yours will do. Honestly, I think I think he's a fine quarterback, but we haven't seen him play a regular a game, right. Yet, so he could end up not being that good. It might take him a, a bit to adjust to the Big Twelve from the now. Yeah, the defenses are a little bit easier in the Big Twelve than <laughs> Ohio State's. Yeah, I'd say so. But also, I think. Sark's offense is a, a lot different than Ohio State's. And this isn't a knock on Ohio State. Just Sark likes getting a little weird at times with his offense. Uh, so, And I think Bijan Robinson is a good running back. But, but also, he might be suspended for selling a ring for winning a bowl game, which you can't do. That's like one of the rules that the NCAA has. You can't sell... Rings and awards be while you're in college because that's a, a way to circumvent paying players. So they kind of said you can't do that. So I don't know why a D1 running back was featured on Pawn Stars or sold his ring to the, one of the most famous pawn shops in the world is beyond me. But yeah. So I don't know. He might be suspended, might not play in the Alabama game, are rumors going around. But if anyone wants a B. Sean Robinson, Texas... Ring for winning something, a gold and silver pawn shop in Las Vegas. Go check it out, I guess. Sponsor us. Uh, and also, another question I had is JT Daniels gonna do anything at West Virginia? Because I feel like West Virginia is doing this weird thing now where any quarterback who either had an issue in the SEC. Or just couldn't make in the SC. Like uh Greer, Will Greer uh got caught for PEDs, wasn't that good at Florida, suspended all that, or after the PED suspension, wasn't that good. Uh went to West Virginia and they didn't do much. Is JT Daniels, and I'm not saying he's on steroids, but is it just gonna be the same thing? Like, oh, this highly touted SEC quarterbacks going to the Big 12 in West Virginia, and they didn't do shit. Oh, <sighs> That's
2: that's a really good question. I don't know. I think I have to think about this one for a second. I think he's good enough, and I think he's a little bit bummed about the um, about the whole Georgia thing. And I think this might be a chance for him to like sort of prove his worth, as it were. And I I know that there has been reputation of you know uh, players going to the big 12 and like just kind of uh coasting and you know not really producing much of anything but i think i think jt daniels i think he's the sort of kid that wants it bad enough to where he is going to be like you know what i'm going to come in i'm going to go to west virginia i'm going to absolutely show out i'm going to you know increase my draft stock or whatever he wants to do with it i'm going to get my name out there i'm going to be like i want to lead the 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 conference in you know touchdowns like I, I feel and this is all speculation i have no idea how he's going to perform but i think in the in the grand scheme of things i think he does want it bad enough to make this a not quite a revenge tour but a redemption tour at at west virginia where he comes out guns blazing puts on a show and everyone just goes, oh my God, I can't believe he left Georgia. So I, you know, that's my speculation. That's what I think can he can become, uh, but we'll see how his...
0: it's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love that's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from minky couture with hundreds of different styles and sizes of minky couture blankets you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year shop the best deals of the season at minky his attitude is uh, his
2: approach towards the season
1: I mean, also he he was regarded as a potential first round pick earlier on. Right, the that's year. the thing. When he first went to Georgia, they're like, "Well, if he can play reasonably well at Georgia, he's probably going to be a first rounder." He has tools that you'd want in the NFL. Yeah, I I, I think he's a perfectly good quarterback. Yeah, but, I think the injuries last year kind of messed him up, and then right,
2: right, and that's gonna that's gonna jar you for the whole season. But
1: yeah, and also I. I don't know how good Kirby smart is at picking a quarterback. Obviously last year it worked. Don't get me wrong, but, but they carried on its defense. Like, yeah, it's it, not forget I, that. I think the offense probably had a chance to be better. Uh, there might've been some more turnovers. Stetson Bennett, the mailman is kind of what's a game manager. Yeah. And that's not a knock on him. No, uh, no, no. It's,
2: it's, their run game and, he, and their defense, like, carried them through the season. And
1: he made good throws. I'm not saying he was a terrible quarterback, but I think JT Daniels is a more talented quarterback. And then going back to Jake Fromm and then Justin Fields, who transferred because they wouldn't start him over Jake Fromm, even though Justin Fields was clearly a better quarterback. So I, I don't know if I trust Kirby Smart's ability to pick a quarterback. Who knows? Um, that's really all I have to talk about for the Big Twelve. Uh, I think we're done blowing and going, Kiernan. <laughs> Let's hope so.
2: I don't want. I don't want to be on the end of that fire hose.
1: Yeah, fair. Especially after Brett Venables had it. I just I don't <laughs> want no in my oh. mouth. That was just at his. Uh, but the group of five. Initially, this was going to be like a two-part episode, and then I fucked up by not checking in with Rattlesnake early enough. <laughs> I asked him and then I forgot to circle back. So we'll have him on later in the season, but this is going to be a two parter Big 12, Group of Five, because he's a Group of Five guy going to a Big 12 conference. So, do you out of the Big 12 or the Group of Five schools that really did well last year or are regarded as good Group of Five schools? So, your UCFs, your UTSAs, your Houstons, Memphis is always kind of there in the conversation for some reason. And then, of course, Cincinnati do you think any of those schools are going to improve or be just as good this year? Cause it's hard for Cincinnati to improve, but. Right. Uh, I can't, I, I
2: can't say that there, that there's going to be like any Cincinnati C- Cinderella story uh, this year. Uh, watching them play last year was so much fun i enjoyed every single game i saw of them um i was i was praying i was really hoping they they uh i mean they made it into the cfp but i was really hoping that they'd they'd get there uh and they'd win the whole thing but obviously there was no chance um and i i really don't think that there's any reason to expect anything better from them this year i mean probably gonna be worse and that's that's no knock again that's no knock as we've been saying all this whole episode i feel like Uh, no knock in the cincinnati bearcats they did a great job and i have no doubt that they're gonna uh, keep up with not not essentially keep the same record but keep their level of um, competitiveness but I don't think it's I don't think anybody's going to make, you know, that giant run that they had anytime soon. At
1: least not until the the whole pack uh, Big 12 thing gets sorted out for them. And also, I, I think it's going to be hard for them to even match it this match oh. last year this year because right. they, was- they lost their starting quarterback, their stu- their two starting corners to the draft, and those were kind of the oh. three people everyone pointed to. Right. Saying, like, the, these guys are the reason they're winning so much. And the downside of being a group of five school is once those guys leave for the draft, it's very hard to replace them. Right.
2: And it so, sucks. It sucks yeah, because it, they, they, it was so much fun watch the, watching them. And it's going to be this huge drop-off. And everyone's just going to be like, oh, what happened? they're like, yeah, they lost people to the draft. What do you expect?
1: Yeah, and, I mean, I don't really – and and I feel like going in the season, you never predict a group of five school really popping off. No. But I, I don't know if there are any last year. I don't I I think UTSA was just a miraculous run by them. It was a fun season to watch. But I think it, if they're not good, we might have to retire. Meet meep university. That might be no, done. Never. If they no, if they come out there and lay an egg week one, nope, we're <laughs> no longer calling them meet, meet meet meep oh, university there. UTSA. I am interested in Houston though you ain't or you I am I think oh, oh, you they are. I think if I were to pick a school I think they might be this year's since the UCF I'm not gonna say, I'm not saying they're gonna be as good but I feel like consistently they have good players they are competitive and you have them uh you had Derite King a couple years ago ended up transferring to Miami not a great decision for him with the injuries, but he was a good quarterback for um, Conference USA. So I think, I think Houston could be it. I mean, that's that's not a ridiculous thing to to say.
2: Rattlesnake will probably love you for it.
1: Fair. It, I I just want to make him happy. No, yeah, I, um, ho- I hope he's listening to this episode. He'd better.
2: <laughs> he'd
1: better. Yeah. Unless he's not uh, coming on. Or, or, if Tanner Mordecai grows his fucking mustache, they are going undefeated and winning the national championship. Agreed. Like, I, just grow a mustache dude. With a name like Tanner Mordecai, how can you not? It, it's honestly
2: disappointing that he hasn't uh, heeded our advice.
1: He's it's the kind of disrespectful. For too. He's got the oh, 100%. For I, I, i'm not saying he's unattractive don't get me wrong i'm not saying he's like wicked good looking but i think a mustache would suit him perfectly i
2: couldn't agree more couldn't agree more uh i'm looking at his stats now 3628 yards 39 tds and 12 interceptions with a qbr of 69.6 that's hilarious um they i <laughs> that's am uh, really proud of that um that's actually not bad i mean the 12 interceptions is rough but 3, it's thousands? not terrible though it's not terrible no i mean with a almost 40 to uh I'm trying to do the math here i'm not gonna bother um that's a pretty solid interception uh, td to interception ratio i mean it's not spectacular but it's also not bad
1: yeah i mean like a three thousand six hundred yards yeah geez that's pretty good 3.4 to one i think would be yeah the is math that the math that? oh fuck, i'm gonna need a calculator 3.25. Okay. I got the four and I just did a four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 3.25 to one is pretty good. Yeah, that's solid. Uh, so I, I think SMU has a chance also to be a surprise team this year, but I, I'm all in on Houston, I think. I think I've talked myself into it. Fair enough. Uh, I I, I said we were going to talk about how realignment affects the group of five, but, but I I think it's we're going to end up – I was going to say we're going to end up with FCS, slightly better FCS, and then – Power 5, but I feel like there will be a couple schools that kind of step up that aren't joining. SMU, I don't think, is joining a big conference. Uh, If UTSA doesn't completely fall off, it'll be interesting. I'm very – or also, like, James Madison, North Dakota State. James Madison already did join uh, Group 5. I think they're in the American now, Uh, or the Sun Belt. They've already – we're already starting to see the really good SDS schools move up into – group of five. I'm surprised North Dakota State hasn't done it yet. Uh, so they might do it. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think it's going to be really weird to see in a couple of years because we're going to have schools that initially were smaller uh, D1 FBS that are suddenly in Power 5 conferences and then D2s go into FCS and then
2: That's college football just
1: needs a relegation system.
2: Mm, that, yeah. Make it I like think the
1: premier. Treat- game.
2: All the top leagues in Europe for football. Yeah, like,
1: treat each sport (laughs) differently and make it... Treat each sport differently and make it harder to get relegated. Like, if you have one bad season, you're not going down to FCS. Right. But if you're... If you haven't won more than four games in, like, a four-year period... Down to you. Yeah, you probably should go down to group of five. And then if you can't win there, you go down to FCS. Because also, I think it'd be hilarious even a couple of years, these years, these really big schools suddenly fall off the face of the earth. Like they have a couple bad coaches. They get the death penalty. And then you have these hundred thousand people stadiums playing a D3 school. (laughs) I that'd be hilarious. That'd be awesome. It would be funny. I don't think
2: it's ever going to work, but it would be
1: funny. No, it will not work. But I think that covers the big 12. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about that conference? Not specifically.
2: No, just get uh, 12 teams in your league, and then we'll actually start start taking you seriously.
1: Yeah, fair. Or change your name to a better name. Reacquire the rights to the Southwest Conference or something. Please, do anything.
2: Midwest Conference. Is that a conference
1: yet? Yes. No, that's Mountain West. Yeah, I was going to say. Midwest. It's called it Midwest
2: Conference. Boom. Solves your issue right there. I don't know. The Never problem also is...
1: The problem also is there's like D2 FCS conferences that have these names that we just don't talk about. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I uh, genuinely
2: don't know anybody. <laughs> yeah, no. Anybody lower than
1: FCS. I, I also sorry, have yes. an issue. I have something oh. I want to get off my chest. Quickly now. If Marcus Freeman fucking makes me like Notre Dame, I'm going to be furious. Oh, that's right. Yes, I forgot all about this. For those who didn't see it, uh, Notre Dame released their Shamrock Series uniforms. Today, but they did it because they're playing in Vegas. They did it with a, the hangover spoof. It's, it's so funny. It's wonderful. (laughs) And the jerseys look pretty good too. They're crisp. They are crisp. And I saw, uh, I think it was someone I follow. uh, He teaches at the University of Alabama, but he tweeted, if, uh, Marcus Freeman is going to get more people who hate Notre Dame to like Notre Dame, and they're going to get—he's going to get more people who like Notre Dame to hate Notre Dame.
2: Mm,
1: probably. Which is a win-win. That's going to be so funny. Yeah, it's going to be much better.
2: Notre Dame's going to be winning national championships in no time.
1: <laughs> uh, that I will hate. Regardless of <laughs> I much. knew what you were going to say <laughs> But, Ugh. I mean. No one's died yet on his watch, so he's better than Brian Kelly. He's he's doing much better than Brian Kelly. I hope he breaks Brian Kelly's wins record at Notre Dame. That's all I want. That would be pretty nice. Also, I hope he doesn't start faking random accents. Yeah, just
2: stick
1: with the... Voice you normally speak with, please. The only caveat to that that I have is I hope he goes to a press conference one day. If Brian Kelly keeps doing this, I have a Boston Midwest, Louisiana accent. I hope the next day Marcus Freeman comes up in a British accent and starts talking (laughs) for his entire press conference. Jeez, I would love a cup of tea, Governor. Oh, they need to schedule LSU, and if they win, he needs to do that. Oh, please, please. But. Anything else you have to talk about, Kiernan? No, I'm just excited. I'm getting more and more excited for college football. That's all I got to say. Same. I'm pissed because, like, two days after we leave Ireland, uh, I think Northwestern's playing Indiana or something. Oh, yeah. In the stadium there. Damn. You got to stay two right. more days. I, I tried to. My, oh, yeah. my family even agreed. They were like, yeah, if if we were here, we would be going to that game. Dope. Oh, they're playing so- Nebraska at Aviva. Yeah. For those who don't know what I mean by the stadium there.
2: Yeah. I wonder if they're going to do the Aviva Stadium hush. I don't know. Do you know what that is? No. So the Aviva Stadium hush is the is when rugby uh, when rugby plays there. Uh, instead of whooping and hollering uh, to throw off the kicker, everyone goes silent. And it sort of has the reverse effect. Um, and it's really cool to listen to because, you know, in, in loads of stadiums, rugby stadiums throughout the world, you know, it's, it's, it's fairly loud, fairly rambunctious, people talking, blah, 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 blah. But in, in Ireland, everything goes quiet. You can hear a pin drop in a, I think, Sixty thousand, Cedar Stadium. I could be wrong on that. Anyway, it, with that many people, and it just is so silent. It's really cool to to listen to. So I highly encourage you to find a find a rugby match and li- listen to the Avivis, or listen
1: for the Aviva Stadium hush. That is something I'll have to look into while I'm over there.
2: Yeah, uh, do it.
1: That's all we have this week. I I guess I feel like this episode's short. I don't know why. It's because our other ones have gone like two hours long. That's fair. Editing those is not fun. I only have to edit I bet
2: not. <laughs> Well, I cut, it, cut it early, Kevin, and we'll be done with this.
1: Uh, so scheduling for the next couple weeks. weeks. Uh, next week, I'm going to get a guest. We're just going to do the Pac-12 episode without Kiernan. Aw. <laughs> Buddy, if you want to wake up at <laughs> no, thank you. 3 a.m. I'll be at or, my cousin's no. wedding. No, I'll be so drunk. Actually, it won't be 3 a.m. I think it'd be like midnight there. Yeah, if you want to start recording at midnight and finish at 1 a.m., no, thank you. by all means, but it'll be me and a guest, uh, and then the week after we're off, and then we're back for week zero stuff. So,
0: follow us time. on
1: Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Quad Tailgate, Tailgate in the Quad on Facebook, and at Quad Tailgate also on TikTok. I've posted one thing on there. i got to post one.
0: Oh. I made a detour out of the game when I was hustling crack. Made a couple of dollars, made a little bit of change, never looked back. You find me at the shooting range practicing busting gats. On a vocal booth and it's the busting raps. With some gold on my body, off my body, off colours Rossi, I'm sloppy. I treat my luxury scraper like a Bugatti, Lottie Dottie. She like to party off Molly, but let her get naughty. A hottie up in the lobby, she stopped. She said, 40 water, Were you about to be? I said, follow me, follow me, follow me, bitch room 223. You got to pay me you' pay me no attention. That's how I be when you're born and raised in the V, Northern Cali, still at cold